Welcome back to another episode of Pick Truth. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host. Lamont Hearn Jr. We're here to bring the heat. Um, thanks for joining us again this week. And so instead of our typical banter, I'm asking each other how our days went. I just want to talk about something that's kind of been in the news recently. And I've seen a lot of social media posts about it. Uh, this is all about unalive gentlemen punched the 14 year old's mother in the face. So this took place in Chicago uh, around back in June. And so June of 23, of course. And so the kid and the mother was arrested for this, this criminal act. Um, but for anybody who has seen the video, I don't know what they were arguing about. They were at a hot dog stand and this man said to this woman that he does not know, you say one more thing, I'm going to punch you. As this woman is mid-talking, and he hit her with the fury of the gods. He went back to his ancestors and punched this woman with everything he had, and then was going in to punch her again. I don't know what else happened after that, other than, this man was shot. I don't know. There's been speculation initially that the mother told him, told her son to shoot him and you know, whatnot. I don't, I don't know the accuracy there, but what we do know is that all murder charges for the mother and the son at this moment, at this recording have been dropped. Social media has been ablaze. It has been, <laughs> Uh, some of like he went in to get a hot dog, came out with wings. Um, it it is it's been quite insane. Um, but just have you heard about this? What are your thoughts around this, Lamont? Yeah, I've heard about it. Um, I like most people got the initial story that there was this altercation between them. Um, there's some recording of some of the verbal. Um, it seemed like the gentleman was rushing the lady to get her food. Um, she did not like him rushing her. Um, there was a argument back and forth. Um, and then for some reason he felt compelled to put his hands on her. And, uh, clearly it was the biggest mistake of his life because it cost him his life. I know that the way social media works First of all, let's be clear, social media has, as far as the comedy portion of it, has been hilarious. I know people say that you shouldn't joke about things, but listen, <laughs> from the shirts to the gifts and the memes and everything else, they have been like chef's kiss hilarious. I'm sorry. Um, that's not to belittle how his family may feel or anything like that, but this is clearly a situation that, in my opinion, um, it, it was a bridge too far, to use an analogy I like to use. It, it was, I don't think he needed to put his hands on her at all. And once you do that, you are putting yourself in a position to be responded to. And you don't get to dictate how somebody responds to you assaulting someone. Just as simple as I can put it. Um, I, I do... I do remember that there were some people on social media um, who had issues with how the other patrons did not respond, how they kind of stood there. But 
again, like I said, you cannot dictate how someone else is going to respond. He did what he did. And so the son acted exactly how he felt. Um, some people did try to say the mother put him up to it. But later on, it was actually indicated that she just told the son to go to the car. Um, she, from what I understand, she did not directly express go get a weapon or a gun. Seems like she tried to remove her son from the situation. And I look at myself as a, you know, child who was raised by my mother solely. And I'm not going to sit here and let something happen to her if I can stop it. So as far as my position on it, I mean, you play games, you found the right one. So. Yeah, it's uh, you, you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you after round and found out the way that he reached back and came like he put every, this is a woman he punched her like she she was on the street and it's just amazing to me that how irrational of behavior that is. Like what are whatever the argument is, you and like you don't know this woman. You don't know who she is. You don't know what could happen. You're not thinking about what the possible consequences could be for you to do something like that. You know, and you got literally killed by a child. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine the grief that family is feeling because while you know there may be some in the population that believes that people of our persuasion are animals indeed we are not thanks they went there to get hot dogs and have dinner and go home that's not what they thought they'd be walking into and as a child knowing that you took someone else's life regardless and, and you know you get arrested that's a frightening affair I can imagine. Like I'm 44. And that would scare the shit out of me, let alone being a 14-year-old child. I got 30 years on him. Mm. And so how terrifying and frightening and, and you just don't know what's going to happen. I can imagine just taking someone's life being a child and, and what kind of what does that do to your psyche? What does that do mm. to who you are as a person? And then it's, there was a lot of love for this individual who, who lost his life. I mean, as many jokes as I saw on social media, I saw outpouring of love and admiration by many. And so I feel sorry for them as well. Cause regardless of what he did, punching someone from the depths of the soul you never thought he he thought he was going in to go get hot dogs mm. and cut back out. And, you know, everyone that loves and cares about him, regardless of maybe he there is some imbalance in the way that you responded, death may not be what you would anticipate being what happens when he doesn't behave the way, you know, he when he puts right. his hands on somebody else. Mm. So it's a tragic loss for them as well. So it's it's it is sad. It's a sad, sad, entirely sad thing that could have been avoided. But he may have saved his mother because it did not look like this man was, he he was trying to hurt this woman. 
he would have rocked. I mean, her bell was rocked already, but it didn't seem like he was just going in for a singular. Yeah. You know, and do some pimp shit. Smack with an open hand. You know what I'm saying? You might still be here if you would have just been smack smack instead of punch like that. Like smack with an open hand. Just disrespect them. Don't like uh, but anyway. I'm, I'm just saying I, I'm just ignorant. But anyway, yeah, we're gonna jump right into the show. So uh on this week's episode, this first one is hilarious. And so I'll jump in. I put poop in my checked luggage on the way home from a vacation. Oh, God, I had mostly forgotten about this until I was watching a TV show where someone shits in someone's briefcase. This was quite a few years ago, almost 10 now. I was dating a guy online. He flew me to Cali from my home state for a long week visit slash vacation. I am an incredibly nervous pooper. And sometimes when around new people, I won't go for days on end. Well, that happened as I was staying at his house and wasn't ever alone. The visit went well and we had a blast. But on the morning I was leaving, the urge to poop was too great. I went to take a shower to get ready to head to the airport and pooped with the water on so he wouldn't hear. I felt so much better until I tried to flush. It wouldn't go down. I fucking panicked. I was so embarrassed and didn't know what to do. So I wrapped my hand in a plastic bag. I put my soaps and stuff in and grabbed the monster seven days of poop. The trash can was empty, so nothing to hide it under. So I put it in my suitcase. I had with me in the bathroom. I was hoping I'd be able to sneak it into another trash can at the airport before I checked my bag. But I lost my ticket in the car, and in my panic to find it, I completely forgot about the poop. I got home like eight hours later and found my shame. It was I was still so embarrassed. I just threw it away and cried. I can't even imagine that someone thought if they had to search they, uh, my bag after they checked it. Okay, yo. So I don't want to make fun of this person's um, bodily reaction, but that's wild to bag your shit and put it in, in your suitcase. Like, I mean, I understand the embarrassment, but I would have had to be like, yo, listen, I can't get the toilet to flush. I had to go options, answers, something cuz I'm not putting it in my suitcase. Like I'm I'm not I'm not going to be able to do that. Um I I, I got questions. Are y'all together? No. Uh, there's actually a follow up they're not together. Uh and there's not much of that. She said someone asked uh she's update Someone asked, but no, I am not with him anymore. I've been with my current guy for almost nine years now. And we had a kid a few years ago who is remarkably normal and not a suitcase shitter. Also, the show that reminded me was House of Lies. I think, but I can't find the shitting in the briefcase scene. Listen, (laughs) Um, as far as um, our ratings, I'm going to say it stinks. No. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. our actual ratings. Um, I am gonna say, 
that um, it's a poblano to me because it's definitely something that's going to irritate others. I wouldn't have done it. Because mm-hmm. at that point, listen, I dropped it off at your house. It's yours now. It's it's a it's below me now. It's below me. Uh, you know, the opposite of above me. But <laughs> I just couldn't yeah, man, that's just, that stinks. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be so punny, but mm-hmm. oof. Yeah, that's a poblano for me. So this one is uh, absolutely hilarious to me. Like, it, first of all, it's absolutely disgusting and absolutely hilarious at the same time for me. Like, now, if there's an evacuation on my part, I'm not a nervous poor. So I, I, I don't know what that feels like. So, um, but I do travel with someone who they're not a nervous pooer, but they just don't poo unless they're at home. It's a really weird situation. Like it's, it's, it's a thing. And so I don't know what that feels like, but I can imagine how horrible and how embarrassed that it wouldn't go down. Oh. Like that's the thing, and like I don't think no, I know I wouldn't have grabbed it out of there. Like we would have to figure something else out. <laughs> I'm not gonna take that out. That's not that's not it. Uh, but golly, that's hilarious. Like you, it's a bell pepper for me because it's just mm. like I have done some really stupid stuff. Not like that. Never poo in my bag. But it's like I have done some stuff, and it's like there was an easy solution. Like you could have just easily did something different, but sometimes when you panic, yeah, you just do shit that's dumb. Like it's legitimately, you just don't think. Like your mm. your your uh uh literally part of your brain that does the logical thinking is kind of shut off in panic situation, and you you fight, flight, or freeze. Like it's that that kind of situation. And so it's a bell pepper for me. Tell this story because it's funny. Don't tell the people who are uptight though, because then right, they'll right. judge you. Uh, I ain't gonna judge you because I ain't gonna hold you. But like, that is nasty. Like, like we all. Do. And I, I appreciate that she cried when she got home because you yeah. should. You should open up that <laughs> and cry that that's what happened. Godly, that's 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 blessings. Blessings on you. Got to use blessings. your courtesy flushes. I'm just saying you got you got to use your courtesy flushes. Yeah, you can't just do seven days and just yeesh. Mm. Boy, we got a lot of potty humor. Uh, Hey, what's your what's your first truth for this episode? The title of my first truth is I hang out with people that make me feel better than them. I've always been a perfectionist and self-conscious about my surroundings. For me, the way people perceive me is the most important thing. I've changed my looks, personality, and attitude over the years to make myself fit in. Another thing I've noticed was I was always picked. <clears throat> Another thing I've noticed was I always pick people who are worse than me. I am friends with people who are less pretty or successful than me. They motivate me to not be like them and to get better. I do this to make other people impressed. Those who aren't my acquaintances or friends. I want everyone to notice me on the streets or anywhere and think to themselves, I am so good and flawless that the other ones around me are worse than me. They are worse than me based on my subjective and extremely high standards. If they get better than me, I'll sacrifice my time or health to get slightly better than them. 
I'm so conscious about every part of my life that I have to hang with people that look worse or behave weirdly. This makes me feel better as they're not that good and it's obvious and it's good that I'm on top of the top. If any person is slightly better than me, my perfectionist mind will go through insane things to achieve the top once again. Wow. Wow. Where do I even start? I should have pulled my notebook out. Wow. Lamont, you may be, I, I may be speechless. Wow. That was a great, that was a great one. Um, you got problems. Like you really need to get some help, like some serious help. It sounds so conceited. I swear I was thinking about this like two days ago. I don't compete with any of my friends. Like there's no competition. And it's not me being cocky. Like y'all can't compete with me, but it's no, there is no competition. Like if I'm not winning, they're not winning. And if they're not winning, I'm not winning. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Like I don't have that. I, I want you to do better. Like everything, like everything I think about is like how we make it another level. Like, you know, right. like, like, and I don't want to go by myself. I, you know, I will, I will prod, I won't beg and I, I will make ways and I will provide whatever I can. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here for everyone to win. Like I really legitimately want everyone to win. Like that truth is the opposite of who I am at the core of me. Mm. Like you think you're better in what capacity? Like I guess in everything. I, people who are weird, people are, but they're but they're happy about who they are. You don't even have an identity. You mm. just mimic whatever you see. Like that that you, I'm a, I would be afraid. And then like that's just I can't even imagine. It is absolutely the opposite of everything that is me. So. I, I don't even want to make this a reaper because I want people to know. Like, girl, you should tell people, especially your therapist. I, I am judging you. Man, you know what? I I'm, I, I don't know. It might be a reaper, dude. It, it, you know, because it, take this to your deathbed. Like, don't. that take. A, it's a reaper for me. It's a reaper. Take oh. it to your deathbed. Tell your therapist. Get some help. Find out what you like. Be around people who that you like. You know what I'm saying? Like, be that. Do you know what freedom it is to be who you are, and it be enough? Like, I I will never be the thinnest in the group. I'm cool with that. I will I will never be the tallest in the group. Um, someone has claimed the shortest in the group. Like, like they've they've, <laughs> they've monopolized that. Like, even with the kids. Pass it about, but I mean, some people are just they take all the titles, but <laughs> it, but legitimately, like to everything she said, like made my skin crawl. Everything she said made my skin crawl. Like, you just so lost in yourself. That's just it's it's a sad, 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 disgusting thing. Take it to your deathbed. I, I, as you're reading, it, my face was just contorted, like, ugh. I take this one to your deathbed. What What are your thoughts? <clears throat> I'm going to say for me, it's a Thai chili. Not so much because I don't think it's 
take it to your death bed worthy, but as much as I feel like to some extent this should be told because for the people who are around you, um, I feel like they're being led astray because I'm sure you're not telling them that. And um, similar to what you said, when I look at when I look at my circle, I don't look at it as I need to do what you've done or what is equivalent to what you've done to feel like I can belong in the group. Everyone has certain things that they bring to the group and it's not based on exactly what their level of education is or how much money they make or things like that. Those things may have some effects on the skills and things that they bring, but it doesn't determine them being in the group. Like we don't have like the math person and you know what I mean? Like we, we kind of just go with what works and to associate with someone just to feel better than them. Yeah. It, it seems like such a waste on both sides. It's you're wasting their time and you clearly need help because to me at that point, like you said, you're never going to measure up. You're never going to measure up because if you're so scared of hanging with someone who may have more than you, then you're afraid of being around someone who can teach you something. Mm. If you're even, if, even if you're hanging with people who you feel like quote unquote are, what they say, behave weirdly. I would rather hang around someone who was content with themselves. Similar to what we said in the last episode, the uh, person who was working at McDonald's who has their degree and everything. I don't need for my friends to have a degree and be working at a Fortune 500 company or be a CFO, CEO, something like that for me to feel like I can learn from them. Everyone has something that they can provide, even our children. And I've heard you say this thousands of times. I've learned more from my daughter who for all intents and purposes um, does not have a job, a thing that brings her income, except for her chores. Um, I learn things from her all the time and she's someone I'm raising. So for me to understand that my child can teach me that um, your children have taught me, my wife has taught me, you have um, the entire crew. I've learned different things just to diminish someone's value and character to something as simple as saying, well, they're not as pretty or they don't have as much money is so ignorant. That it's just it's a no go for me. Period. Yeah. So what what level would you give it? Well, it's it's um, a tie chili for me because I still would want you to speak to this. Ugly. You hear me? Uh, that one's ugly. That one's. I, I just can't imagine, and I know that exists, and I know it's real, especially within elitist circles. Everyone compares themselves to others and what should they, how you look and how do you, I don't care. The moment I just really stop caring what anyone outside of me thinks, like, I just don't care. I'm never, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to do wrong. I don't want to have to spend my time plotting on how to make it better with you. And, and like, I would have secret competitions in my head about, like, Candy Crush. Like, I would, like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm gonna get you, but, like, so, and because I'm extremely competitive, but... Yeah, those are different, though. There's a there's a different balance there. Like, I like to compete. We, we play games as groups, and we like to win, but it doesn't 
you don't play a game with someone in the group going, I know you suck at this. So I'm only playing just to show how bad you suck and how great I am. Okay. I've done that with Connect Four and Anthony, but that's that's terrible. Sorry, Anthony. I'll do better. Oh, well, uh, well, I, well, I, well, I don't. <laughs> I won't speak for both of us. No, I kid. I, I, I just like playing the game and he doesn't like playing with me because see it's a it's a childhood my connect force is a is a game um that basically you have to get you, you have to, a, two opponents one has red checkers one has black ones and you have to get four in a row in order to win the the game and it's tied to a childhood trauma for me it is one of my favorite games in the whole wide world and so my oldest son uh, once beat me at Connect Four, so uh, very proud of him. I won't play him again because if he beats me again, myself. No, I'm just joking. I will play with anybody. <laughs> any, I will play with anybody at any time, and I want to lose. Like I want to lose, so that I can see what I did wrong. So anyway, okay, let me jump back into this next confession, and this is a it's a doozy. It's titled, "I am a former neo-Nazi." When I was fifteen. I was sucked into an anti-minority propaganda. I used to believe the Holocaust was a hoax. I used to like Rush Limbaugh. This was from the ages of 15 to 18. I was vulnerable and malleable. The people I associated with were going nowhere fast. And I started to realize this was a path to nowhere. I got out. I left home and I joined the army. There I met up all sorts of beautiful people from all backgrounds. After the army, I went to college and met more diverse and beautiful people. I'm 47 now. Every day I go to work with like a normal person that everyone likes because of my personality and knowledge of my profession. Everyone has forgiven me, but I will never forget, but I have never forgiven myself. I'm sorry to everyone on this planet. To this day, it haunts me. I have had two relationships and never told either of them. They try to get me to go to a high school reunion. I make up stuff about why I don't want to go and when the real reason is why. When I don't, I am kind of coffee. They try to get me to go to a high school reunion. I make up stuff about why I don't go when this is the real reason why. Hate does not hurt anyone except the person it infests. I hope one day I have peace with myself and some redemption. I am sorry to everyone. I will live uh, with this until the day that I die. Uh, I need to clarify my statement about hate. It came out the wrong way. I was crying as I wrote this. Yes, hate does hurt more than myself. Yes, it hurts everyone around me and the rest of humanity. I believe that millions of lives lost meant nothing at the time. Now I do, and I find it deplorable that so many people can be counted as nobodies. Uh, numbers and collateral damage. My politics have definitely changed. I'm pretty far to the left now because I'm, I became an atheist 21 years ago. One of the things I believe is that I'm not held accountable to this one deity, but to all people I share this planet with. Thanks to everyone. So in listening to this person's confession, it, it feels like they are clearly remorseful. Um, for how they how they felt, um, and I mean, we didn't get did we get an exact age on the time? This was high school, right? 
This was fully yeah, high school. Yeah, 15 to 18. 15 to 18. I mean, um, that is an impressionable age. Um, sometimes when you don't have um, something that steers you certain ways, you tend to try to seek out attention or uh, camaraderie or love. And sometimes you find that in some interesting places, to say the least. There's a movie that this kind of reminds me of. I think it's got like Michael Rappaport, Ice Cube, Busta Rhymes. Um, it's a Omar Epps, I think. It's a movie about them all being in college. Michael Rappaport. Higher learning. Higher learning. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. I know people from my generation are going to be like, wow, bro, really? But it reminds me of higher learning, how Michael Rappaport's character was not that way and um slowly but surely the guys who brought him in um to the fold who were nice to him and communicated with him and treated him like a person uh that was their beliefs and he assimilated to their beliefs and became um something by the end of the movie that he you know regretted um as far as this being a confession i will say that I'm going to err on the side of saying it's a poblano because it can irritate others. Um, but the reason why I wouldn't want to put it in a scale that, um, or to the end of the scale where it would be something you keep to yourself is that I do think people can learn from this, um, that holding a biases towards someone based on their skin color, um, their gender, their, uh, body type, whatever it may be, and holding it in such a, a such a way that it dismisses their reason for living is, to me, just out of place. I'm glad that this person was able to speak to it. Um, hopefully they continue to do the work to kind of get more comfortable with themselves. And I'm saying they don't have to continue to beat themselves up about it. You did make a, a choice there. Um, I don't know they didn't really go into if they physically harmed anyone or anything like that, potentially. But, you know, the only thing we can do in this life is try to learn from our past. And, you know, it seems like this person is trying to do that. Fair enough. So th this one's, uh, it's a little bit more difficult for me to, to mm -hmm. muster through. Because I recognize that there are some that if I ever, if you were ever a, a neo-Nazi, the fear that would resonate through somebody who's experienced trauma from someone who was attacked by a neo-Nazi may not ever be able to forgive, may not ever be able right. to look past that you were young and that you created, you had biases. And, and at 15 and through 18 years old, while there are many of us who are independent free thinkers most of us really fall in line with what's around us what the people around us are saying and doing what the people in our home are saying and doing and so it's easy to understand how anyone can get caught up in uh, anti-minority propaganda as a child and and recognizing you spent three years there I think ultimately your confession that this was you were a neo-nazi i would give it somewhere between a jalapeno and a poblano like I, I feel like it's a very hot poblano or a milder jalapeno so between your truth could irritate others we're giving you the side eye because you know 
it's you shouldn't have to be untaught hate but you know everyone has biases and ignorances i had i grew up in the 80s i had biases and ignorances about other groups of minorities that are not just my own and so i wouldn't hate to be held accountable at this age for something i thought about when i was 15 or 18 because clearly i was dumb and my brain wasn't fully developed um but because it is it's such a polarizing issue race and 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 i'm curious of what actions you did it's more than just like so overarchingly jalapeno poblano but i'm imagining that you probably committed acts uh, as a neo-nazi that probably have many dimensions of the heat rating uh don't tell nobody mm. uh, so what the heck i'm judging you right and so it depends on what you did between the ages of 15 and 18. There's some things I did between the ages of 15 and 18 that I still can't say publicly. Hmm. Um, I won't say publicly because it, because, you know, I don't know about the statute of limitations. So like, I, I won't say things publicly to, to get a heat rating, but yeah, that's, that's where I put it in. It, and I would say for this gentleman, you can't really beat yourself up. It is true. There are people who will always have an angst or, um, want to be separated from you once they learn your past. That is true. It's going to happen. We are all part. We are, are, are sometimes we are the decisions that we made and there, there are consequences sometimes good, sometimes not so good. Um, and that is what it is. But for you to forgive yourself, I would say for the ideology at, as a child, forgive yourself. Um, actions that you may have, conducted or behaviors that you may have participated in all those things only you know and Mm -hmm. it it could be you're suffering from from some of the things that you've done not just the ideology Mm -hmm. you know like but i I don't know forgive yourself give yourself a little bit of uh grace um feel better about yourself i mean we all make poor decisions as children um, and yeah, I think you mentioned it as long as you're trying to do right now, do right by people now. And it is something that you shouldn't have to forgive yourself for, for the rest of, you shouldn't punish yourself for the rest of your life. Right. You should be able to forgive yourself and move on. So that's, yeah. that's my opinion. Okay. All right. What's your next truth? Your next confession. Okay. So my last truth for today is titled. I took a shit in my ex's kettle after joking about it our entire relationship. They left a joke indicating relationship, if you will. It's very punny. So for context, this all comes from a sort of myth that was talked about within our friend group. I had been in a relationship with my at the time partner for three years. And we had a friend who swore he took a dump in a kettle during the house party. It was a story that stuck with him for many years, and we always teased him about how gross it was. Fast forward another year, and I found out that she had cheated on me with a guy we both knew. I was hurt, but also the relationship was on the decline for a few months at that stage, and I had grown partially apathetic to her. I did have suspicions of this person for a short while, and I had voiced this and was told I was paranoid and needed to stop being so clingy. And so I was so angry about the fact I had essentially been gaslighted more so than cheated on. I planned meticulously 
I knew I was going to collect my clothing one of the days and drink a rake of pints and had a curry. I went up and chatted to her for a while. She lives with her parents, by the way, and sort of aired out the final parts of our breakup. We shared phone bills and she owed me some money for a holiday. I'm going to stop real quick because there is some language adjustments here because I think this is a person who may be speaking from somewhere in Europe or, or something of that nature. Um, this because it says, mm-hmm. I drank a rake of pints and had a curry and it's curry written as the food type. So like some type of curry dish. Um, I received part of the money and planned the phone bill full well knowing I wasn't going to get it, but wanted to sacrifice monetary gain for moral pleasure. Her kitchen was located on the second floor of a three floor townhouse with the kitchen on the same floor. It was late enough in the weekday, so everyone was in their respective bedrooms. I double looked in the kitchen, swiped the kettle, brought it into the toilet, and let off a nice solid one right in there, then filled it with water just for show. I then exited the house. I never received any texts or calls, and I haven't seen her since, about three weeks ago, so I should be thankful I'm in the clear. But I really want to know what happened. Who discovered it? Was it pre- or post-boil I don't regret it, though, but do feel bad for the mother. She was a cool lady, and we once danced to Michael Jackson together. Collateral damage, I suppose. Why, dude? Like, that's just nasty. Why? There are so many things to get. It's scat play. Like, you're playing with scat. That's what it is. That's, it's, it's. I am you so like you double back you went back to do this like you had to have such intentionality yuck and then other people got to live there and and you don't that's just nasty you I am judging you should you take this to your deathbed like I want you to tell other people so they know not to deal with you like that's really (laughs) why I want you to tell other people (laughs) Because who's not going to make you mad? Who in, who's perfect? Who doesn't? And I, you don't want to give me on a tangent of breakups. I think I'm going to take this tangent. When people break up with you, break up. They don't need to explain to you why they want to be with you anymore. It hurts. It is sad. It is painful. Go ahead. We hurt. Feel the sadness. Feel the pain and get over it. Stop like, oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go get back everything I had. I'm gonna make them feel like I do. They don't feel that way. Hmm. They'll be angry. Oh, I'm mad, you be mad. But like it's such a large amount of effort where you could have been doing it to heal. You could have seen uh, it's just I, I would W see none of my friends could come tell me that. This is one of those things, one of my friends, and I love my peoples. And I, you know, we we might have to bury a body. I'm cool. Just joking. Okay, somebody isolates that. But you couldn't come. Lamar, you couldn't be like, man, I was so mad. You know what I did? I snuck in my grandmother's house, took a dump in her kettle, and put some water in it to see what, and then waited. Like, who does that? I would be like, yo, Lamont can't come to my home again. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't. You can't go about. I got a kettle on the counter. It stays in hot water. Like it's, it's my thing. I drink tea. I drink herbal tea. Love me some good herbal tea. And you shit in my kettle. 
And then what if they drank it before they found out mm. it was nah? Because once you put nah, because that smell. Yeah, once like, you once put that you... kettle on, that smell yeah. would. For sure. Ew. Because then I would have been thinking, what else did they do in my house? Yeah. 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 You you get a tie chili. W two F W T F or W F T. No, it's W T F. W T F. Yeah. It's yeah. Written- it's written wrong on my card, but it's uh, WTF. I am judging you. It's a Tide Chili. Um, and again, I, I won't choose Reaper because I want people to know. I want you to tell people so you can stop having friends because that's disgusting. Absolutely yeah. disgusting. What are your thoughts? So it's interesting. Um, again, we don't really get our confessions until the show. So it is interesting sometimes for us to find them as well. And it's interesting that this show has been bookend by two different excrement conversations. Um, The first one was clearly someone being embarrassed that they could not go, that when they finally went, they packed it in their bag so that they could remove it from a uh, potential partner's home out of embarrassment because they couldn't go. They were a nervous pooper, right? This person... Um, instead decided to leave it in a place based on being cheated on and, as they say, gaslighted. Um, I'm going to say it's a Thai chili as well. I'm definitely judging you. I'm not so much uh, concerned with you feeling like you were hurt. As you said, I understand when you are broken up with, it does hurt. But to go to these lengths, you're not just affecting the person who hurt you you're hurting others and you're putting them at risk um because they may not know some people do put on that kettle and walk away put it on low walk away come back down five to ten minutes still smell like nothing but boiled ass that that's that's Mm. a problem um that kettle then has to be buried because i'm not it can't be used again in my house i couldn't do it like once that happens that's the shit kettle it cannot come back in use at all uh, of course, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that goes without saying. Yeah. Um, I'll, you can't even get me another model of that one. Like it has to be different. Like it cannot look the same. I'm gonna have flashbacks. <laughs> but yeah, it's just to go to this level to be that meticulous, as they stated, um, just seems like so. Like you had so much anger. They already said the person said they became apathetic to to this person they were in a relationship with. So it's like if you almost got to a point of feeling apathetic for you to then go to this level of being that vile and angry, because that that's I don't care what anyone says, that has to be some level of hatred to want to take a shit in a kettle. I've heard plenty of stories of a lot of things that people have done. I've never been like, you know, what would be the best get back something that extra. Like, mm. it's I mean, you had a curry. You had several pints of beer. Like, you did get that bubbling and rumbling to to get there. Like, so you really did put in the effort to make sure you gave them, you know, what was coming. And that's horrible. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. The visual's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, It never amazes me. Like, some things amaze me still. So, I'm never, it never ceases to amaze me. Mm. Yeah, I'll say that right. The things people do. Yeah. It, it's, it's, 
who would even thought of that? You know what I'm saying? Like some of the things are so far outside of the realm of reality for me that yeah. I've never wanted to take a squat over a a dining utensil or or equipment. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, one no, is a uh, yeah. We're 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 bookend. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. It's a bookend of poo. Uh, I think that does it for this week's episode. If you like today's show, help us out. Subscribe and send the show to two friends. If you've not done so already, join our Facebook group, Pick Truth, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. Catch you next time. Later. <laughs>